Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. It means it's the end of the weekend. Hope you guys had a fantastic one, and you're still having fun because we're not done with Sunday. It's only 2 o'clock over here, PST, and of course, this is the after show for Too Hot to Handle. Today is episode five. We're actually going five, six, and seven today. So if you guys are riding with us, we will give you the times for that. My name is Mike Feeling. Super excited. We got more penalties today. So finally got some more juicy stuff to talk about and break this whole episode down. But of course, I'm not here alone. I got my whole awesome panel. The ladies are ready to get down. First up, Kelsey. Hi. So excited to chat. <laughs> We're also joined, of course, by Tori. Yes, we have a lot to discuss today. <laughs> and Jesse, who is in the chat with all of you guys, reading everything, she's rounding out our panel. Yeah, hey guys, join us in the live chat. Let us know what you thought of this episode, what you thought of everybody breaking the rules. And also thanks to everybody in the comments this week so far. It's been fun yeah, chatting with you Specifically guys. what you think of Haley, because uh, oh my everybody God. needs to sound off on her. Guys, we do the show the same way every time. I'm going to go through the whole episode plot point by plot point, and we are going to break it down. This is a crazy episode because uh, several of us, actually only Kelsey lost somebody in the who won't uh, break it pool. I know. But people are- but I also completely... won. What? Because what I, did you win? I had, her, I had her in my keeping it together and my next person to break the rules. <laughs> Wait, oh, hold up. Did we not win? Not, she was not the next person to break the rules. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Mike. Again, you lost again. But uh, uh, people are, we're getting okay, penalties. We're finding out the, the new prices for things. So let's just start at the top. Of course, hashtag Sharonda that, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I should have said that on the show because I thought of it before they started saying it on Netflix, but I'm mm-hmm. glad that they did it. Sharonda, of course, we're in the fantasy suite and Rhonda comes out with this very emotional, when I look at you, I don't care about money. I was like, that's nonsense. That's just silly. Um, and, uh, they just talked, they're kind of bubbling over about how amazing their time was. Mm -hmm. Uh, the guys talk about Harry getting back with Francesca, yes or no. And everybody at the beginning is having naughty dreams about everybody else. And Chloe loves Bryce's personality. So basically the very beginning of this episode was just to kind of set the stage for everything else that happens because very next scene, Sharonda comes back. She goes with the girls. He goes with the guys. We find out kissy-kissy, all this kind of touchy-feely, whatever stuff. But they admit to their groups that they did not have sex. Kelsey, were you surprised? Very. I literally have in my notes, like, oh, they absolutely did. A Dang it, Sharonda. Like, oh, my gosh, how much is this going to cost? And they did it. I was like, I mean, they were close. But I was surprised. I was proud of them. Yeah. I mean, Tori, what did you think? Yeah, from the conversation that they were having, I guess, like, the morning after, I was like, oh, darn, like, 
we're going to get a pretty high bill the next time Lana reveals what happened. I was like, this is not going to be good. But then when they went off to their respective like groups and they were kind of talking about it, I was like, oh, okay, okay. Like damage was done, but not too much damage. And I also like how they handled it. Cause like they kind of learned from Harry and Francesca and just right. went ahead and told everyone. So nobody right. was surprised. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of wondering if someone down the line, when we talk about this episode, is going to do the same thing. It seems like the whole crew were, let's call it more forgiving or seem to not care so much, Jesse, yeah. because these two have a genuine connection. I immediately was like, your connection is fantastic. We're still trying to make money. You yeah. can still do physical <laughs> stuff later. I, what were you thinking? Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I don't know what their thought process is at this point. Like, maybe the money is dwindling down so much. They're just like, whatever. We already lost, like... $10,000. Well, I guess $6,000 with like yeah. stupid stuff. Like maybe who cares, but I kind of agree with Tori. I think because they got out ahead of it and like talked mm-hmm. to everybody about it, people were more forgiving because that's how they were with Harry too. But when Francesca, she didn't really tell anybody. So everybody kind of turned on her mm-hmm. because they believed Harry first. So I think because they got out in front of it and also because they're like, they have this connection, people are like more forgiving because they're happy for them. I don't know. They just, for some reason, like combined everybody together they're really like rooting for each other minus Haley but yeah Yeah. it seems like we're gonna we're gonna talk about her it (laughs) seems like there probably is some kind of break point where once they lose so much money then it's just gonna be no holds barred it doesn't matter anymore right they're both they're all just gonna get like a grand yeah yeah Yeah. I'm gonna get 200 bucks or yeah yeah, yeah. have sex with it fine right so uh Haley, this is the first part of the episode where Haley gets on everybody's nerves, obviously, because in her little ITM, she's talking about, I don't care about Sharon and Rhonda. They're boring. I hate them. I don't care if they're kissing, blah, blah, blah. I hate these people. I hate everybody. Uh, So that was really annoying. We'll talk about her at the end because she comes around full circle again and says Mm -hmm. even more not so stuff. But the place I think this segment ends is Chloe. Once again, you know, scholar of the group coming to this realization that the whole experience is real deep like with our minds they're like wow and i was just like i feel like this does not take that much to understand right we're teaching superficial people to get deeper with their emotions it's i mean is this a big revelation tori it's i mean it's not it's not a huge revelation I feel like after the first day like once they reveal what the rules are I feel like you know that's when it should have sank in it just sucks because everyone's on camera and I'm I'm pretty sure like we all have said some like weird things during quarantine like wow quarantine has made me realize that that probably we should have known beforehand but I'm just like this sucks because it's not painting her in like the best light or the brightest light to be honest and I was just like what better late than never at least you get it now I guess so better late than never get something get some, as long as they're getting something out of it right and that's we'll talk later but that's what i liked about the guys but lana gets everybody together and we know we're getting a penalty because we know there was kissing and stuff going on turns out this was interesting we're on netflix right we're on mm-hmm. netflix we have seen francesca's butt completely naked so <laughs> i was thinking how extreme was the stuff that they did that they bleeped it out or were they bleeping stuff out, Kelsey, to make it seem like it was worse than it actually was? 
That's what I thought because honestly, I my mind went the same way. I'm like, we've seen every girl's butt about fourteen thousand times. Right. None of their tops actually go all no. the way oh down. They're, they're, they're all smaller. Really yeah. lacking material on the right. island. Wherever oh, they on everything. I mean, they're running out of fabric. Exactly. So it's like, what were they doing? But I think that they bleeped it out for effect. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. We know there's kissing, or we know there's touching, and there's mm-hmm. bleep bleep bleep. And at the yeah. end of the day, they lost $16,000 without having sex. So again, <laughs> I, they, the show owes us, Jesse, to tell us how much sex would have yes. cost if no one does it by the end, right? I, I totally agree. I know. I have no idea. I think they bleeped it just like Kelsey said for effect. Um, I love how Nicole said that was the most, ex- uh, most expensive suite I paid for, but I didn't stay in. Um, it's just like I can't believe it was sixteen thousand dollars. And then at the end, I thought she was going to be like, "But because you guys have a good connection, uh, it's all good." Right. I thought thought so too. Yeah, I think everybody. We all thought. Did anybody not think they were going to get money back when Lana started into that? But I see you made a real connection. I said, "Oh, here we go. This is how this show's Mm going to get out of it." But Mm -hmm. no, it was just Mm -hmm. congratulations. Yeah. (laughs) Congrats to you. Congrats on having a real conversation. Yeah. And then she just like turns off. Let's. We got into it a little bit, but let's talk about Francesca. Francesca says she needs to follow her heart, and her heart is a hundred percent in with Harry. We know she. She dumped Kells, if that's actually even a word, when they like hung out one time. But she dumped him, and, and she talks to Rhonda about the whole situation. Um, and then Harry and Kells, they're complaining separately to the guys in the house. It seems, let's start right with Jesse and go right back around. It seems like Kells has not taken the breakup as an actual breakup and that she's not interested anymore. And Harry is really on the whole kind of idea that Francesca needs to come to him. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what to think because I don't know how much clearer she could have made it to Kells, but I just think he's like this big like guy and he like can't like swallow his pride and be like, yeah, man, I lost her or whatever. And also like he can't believe that he did it. It, like lost her maybe to Harry because like Mm -hmm. I mean like even the narrator was like, come on, like Kells is obviously like hotter than than this guy and harry is like kind of a joke like he messes around all the time like you know so i don't know i i don't know about kells and then with harry thinking that she has to come to him i'm just like man that girl is like too good for you anyways even though she's you know annoying with her instagram stuff so (laughs) i don't know do you tori do you think uh francesca's too good for harry um I don't think that's safe to say and honestly in this whole scene like it kind of it hurt my feelings a little bit hearing Kel say they're like we're not in the same league because even though he is a jokester or like we've seen him kind of joke around clearly Francesca you know has feelings towards him and we can't see every little thing so we don't really know like what conversations they've had to make each other feel that way about each other Mm. so I don't think it's safe to say like they're out of each other's league Mm. I, I don't know (laughs) Uh, we're going to see what happens. Obviously they come back around at the very end of the episode, but we need to see future episodes to see how they actually come around. What we don't need future episodes for is the whole Bryce and Chloe saga, which finally kind of came to a head here. Obviously they go on this little tiny one-on-one. Chloe is really getting pent up now. It seems with a lot of frustration and she lays it on him. Bryce as we said before, is not going to hold out for anything. We knew this guy was just going to go for it. 
when he had a green light, whether it was on the wrist or it was from somebody's mouth and she gave it to him and they kissed. So we lose another 3000, uh, no spoiler alert, but just to keep everybody up to date and in touch after that, which is the final penalty of the episode, our crew is left with $75,000. So Kelsey, what do you think of these two finally getting together? Well, I wasn't surprised by either part. I wasn't surprised that they made out and I wasn't surprised about Chloe's revelation afterwards. It's like that she's, she's not into him. Right. She seems like someone like I actually really like Chloe, but I think that she isn't really grasping, even though she says she's grasping the idea, I don't think she really is. And she's still stuck on the like, I need to have sex with this person to actually determine if I like them. Right. So I mean, I understand what she was saying about there wasn't a spark, but she said that with a couple people now. So it's like what are you looking for? I don't think she knows. So what do you, what do you think? Um, yeah. What is the, what is the kind of normal order? And we'll ask everybody, but let's stick with Kelsey. What's the kind of normal order? Because Chloe is saying, I meet somebody, I have sex with them to determine if I want to get to know them better. Right. Right. I, the opposite of course, is meeting somebody trying to get to know them a little bit to see if you like them and then taking it to the physical level. Is there merit to what she's saying? I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think that we all kind of agree that you need to get to know someone first, right? Like we've all kind of said that, but I mean, I understand what she's saying. I get it, but I still think that that comes down the line and you can get to know the person and still like them. And then you create this genuine connection, end up hooking up. And it's like, there isn't that spark. That's fine. But I think that also the genuine connection plays into that. So I don't know. I'm just like, Chloe, come on, girl. Yeah, on, it would girl. seem like uh, a genuine connection, Tori, would help in the sexual part yeah. more than the other way around. Yeah, it was, like Kelsey said, I kind of understood what she was saying. And I mean, nobody's telling her that she has to get married to the guy the next day. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I understand wanting to make sure that the person that you end up with or whoever you're in a relationship with, you know that you are attracted and connected with them in all shapes, way, and fashions. But it's just kind of like, Chloe, nobody told you that, you know you guys have to spend the rest of your lives together Mm -hmm. without kissing first. Like I get it. Like Kelsey said, I do understand it, but I think, uh, I think she can wait it out. Yeah. I mean, Jesse, is this, you think this is a major problem for people or just like constant mate prospects. So just coming everywhere at you. So you, I mean, you gotta just, nope, you have to have sex to see if I want to talk (laughs) to you. I mean, I'm kind of confused by the whole thing, like why she wanted Bryce to begin with. Like he didn't come off as like overly like attractive and he came off like really bad to me, but maybe that's Mm -hmm. not how it was on the show. So I'm like, maybe you like look at the person's personality first before you're just like, oh, he's hot and whatever. At the same time, like I get the, the thing about she wants to feel like a spark with somebody. But if we're talking like married at first sight, marriage therapist the spark isn't always there and it can grow over time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not like a relationship expert, so it's, it's hard to well, say. The spark can be there. What I, what I always say negatively about, and I do the married at first sight show off for here for after buzz. What I always say negative is I don't feel like the experts when they're matching them give enough credence or maybe any at all. I'm not sure to physical attractiveness. 
because yes. as in case anybody watching knows right now, the whole saga with Mindy and Zach was that Zach was straight up not attracted to her. So if you're like from a baseline, not attracted to the other person, it probably doesn't matter how you know great right. you get along and talk. It, it's just not, you can be friends. That's kind of what friends are for, right? Not a, a lifelong right. partner. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Chloe's, I think, coming to some revelations for herself, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. she can find out that she, a kiss was enough. Maybe she can get to know somebody, have a kiss, and maybe that's enough. And maybe that'll that'll make her feel better about herself. Or maybe she's learning something. I, I hope. I hope. <laughs> but I feel bad because I think Bryce thinks he's all in with it and everything is fine, right? Mm-hmm. So we're seeing kind of a little bit, obviously, this is a small sample size, but we're seeing a little bit of the difference thinking of men and women, right? Kels was like, everything is on. It's all good. And because he didn't do what she wanted, she's like, nah, forget it. Bryce probably thinks everything is all good. And Chloe's saying, yep, there was no spark. For Bryce, I feel a little bit, I don't know that I feel bad for Bryce, but at least for viewers, it's very, very difficult to come back from his initial introduction where he was like, I'm nailing a different girl every day. And then to see him sitting there and he's like, you're so beautiful and just everything is perfect about you. I'm going, these don't match up. <laughs> this is not fair. Yeah. One way yeah. or the other, I don't yeah. think in four days, Bryce, who is, I don't know, hovering somewhere upper 20s probably, has come mm-hmm. to this realization over three days. I don't know. Right. That's just my two cents. <laughs> okay. And we get, of course, that Chloe decides she's probably not into him. There's no sparks. Like we said, no fireworks. Again, we get Haley coming back. Um, and just saying how she doesn't want to make any effort with anybody. I think she's telling this to Kells, right? Is it either Kells? I think Kells? Bryce. Which is, oh, she was, you're right. Thank you. She was saying it to Bryce. Mm-hmm. She hates everybody. Everybody's stupid. She hopes there's an elimination so that she can leave. And Tori, my thought right off the bat was, why don't you just go? Right. Yeah. Honestly, it, uh, when she was having this whole like revelation or whatever, it kind of made me wonder like, what have we not been seeing? Cause it yeah. seems like everyone else is getting along or has some type of like general baseline of respect for one another. And then there's just Haley who hates everyone. And it's like, okay, if, I feel like if it's not fast enough to figure out if you have a genuine connection with someone, I don't think it's fast enough to determine if you hate everyone there either. So I'm kind of confused on where she gets this. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just confused, honestly. Yeah. I don't, I still don't feel like anybody did anything to her besides right. call her out on the fact that she lied, which mm-hmm. I think is fair. Um, and to, for her to feel like she just hates being there, hates everyone, called um, Sharonda boring. Like what did any, we're here on this beautiful island doing yeah. activities and covering mm-hmm. each other in mud. And here you are being like this heavy <laughs> downer. Like you said, if that's the case, honestly, like what's stopping her from either one leaving, which is probably production, but just stay in your room or something like just stay in the bed all day like nobody told you that you had to come outside and tell everyone how much they hate you if it's really yeah. that bad so mm-hmm. i i don't know what her deal is and i don't know if we're going to find out in the next um in the next episodes to come but it's really weird and yeah annoying yeah i'd like to see yeah. something because we know we're halfway we're somehow we're two weeks through this experiment even though it seems like we've seen barely anything there's <laughs> mm-hmm. got to be stuff left out just like you said uh, I mean, Kelsey, nothing ostensibly has happened to her. They had the tiny tip. At the very worst, is this not just a really cool free vacation? And maybe forget falling for somebody, which again, 
unlike Bachelor in Paradise or these kind of shows, the show has never said they have to pair up. Mm-hmm. They have to be in a relationship to get the money. Nothing. Is this exactly. not at the very base a free vacation? And maybe you learn something about yourself. I, maybe right yeah. there in what she's experiencing in hating everybody for no reason, uh, maybe that's her problem in relationships. Well, I mean, I just think it all kind of boils down to it. She's so immature. She's so immature. And we learned at the beginning, she's still in college, you know, and a lot of these people are young, but it's like, you're not even going to make an effort. And Tori said it like, no one's being outright rude to her. Like, yes, that one night, 100%. And she shouldn't have lied. And she shouldn't have like spoken for um, Francesca when Francesca could speak. But now everyone's kind of getting along, being nice. And she's still like, "Mm, everyone sucks. And it's like, girl. And I don't know how much that has to do with production being like, yeah, be the villain, like tell us those feelings, you know? Right. But I mean, I don't think it has a lot to do with them, to be honest. I think she's just that type of person and that type of girl. And it's like, you have to grow up eventually or else you're going to have absolutely zero friends. And that's just yeah. like, what? Yeah, get the free vacation of anything. Drink the champagne, sit on the beach. Like, yeah. and make some friends like like Mike said you don't have to be romantically involved with anyone at the end of this you could literally just sit here and develop a strong friendship with all the girls that are there and even all the guys that they just kind of like walk away with friendships at the end of the day like it just seems like she doesn't even want to try to do anything she just wants to go home already I mean we know we know that there are more people coming even though we haven't (laughs) seen them yet we know I believe from the previews that we saw, it looked like there was three grenades. So like another guy and another girl potentially mm-hmm. coming. So it can't help your case whatsoever if, if you're against everybody in the island and this new person comes and everybody's right. nice, but no one likes you and you don't like it. That can't look good for a new person. And just look to Nicole and Matt and kind of David who have like not really done anything. David a little <laughs> bit, but it wasn't serious. <laughs> They haven't done anything romantic. They're barely on the show and they're just chilling, having a good time, Jesse. For real. No, I totally agree. I don't understand what her problem is with everybody. I feel like it's, it's really tough to be that miserable when everybody else around you is like having fun and like getting to know each other because really there is like this sense of like friendship among all the guys and all the girls on the show. And then she's just off on her own and like I understand if you want to be like cool or whatever it is but like it's not cool anymore like everybody on the show is getting along why are you so upset I understand that Rhonda like gave it to you the first night because you were talking for Francesca but like get over it I agree with Kelsey like I think she's super immature like get over it you shouldn't have been talking for her anyway you should have let her speak for herself and like exactly what all you guys are saying like make friends lay out on the beach have fun drink just like enjoy a vacation away from everything for four weeks yeah Mm -hmm. there was a lot to this episode we're already starting to get low on time here so let me push this forward we have harry and kel's get together let's go around the horn real quick who you know they they discuss is it some bro code you know about francesca here and there and i think like tori said earlier uh, you know kel's comes with this we're not on the same level mate or, you know, his, whatever his UK slang, different <laughs> leagues. Um, he's like, you had the first lick. I had the second and I'm smashing it, which we know he's not like, he's already <laughs> lost, even though he doesn't know it. Um, let's just go around. Kelsey, who is right in this situation? Where do you end up with the two of these guys? I'm just annoyed by them both, to be honest. I mean, I think Kel's like Tori said it before, Kelsey's being rude and it's honestly kind of hurtful. And it's like, you have no place to say that 
you are better than Harry or like out of his league. And, you know, I'm at first I was like, I'm glad they're going to talk about it and they're going to talk it out. And then they started talking and I was like, okay, just stop talking. Like, this is so stupid. Like, come on. So I don't think either of them won until after our little workshop. Right. I mean, Tori, were you surprised that this didn't come out more like it did with David where it's, you know, some kind of a pot, like, I thought you were, I thought you were done. I thought that was over. So I thought I had a chance, but I'm sorry if you, you know. Yeah, I definitely thought it was going to turn out the same way that David and Sharon's conversation went, around, I mean, went because I didn't think there was any reason for it not to go that way, honestly. I mean, we all knew that Harry and Francesca had a connection from day one and we all saw the date with Kells and Francesca. So I thought they would at least just kind of like say what was going on, even if, you know, they both still wanted to pursue her. You know, let's say if they still like had a chance, which we know that they don't. Um, I just thought they would just have some type of respect for one another. Like I said, with the whole Haley thing, I don't see what has happened so far to make anyone feel like they cannot give anyone a basic level of respect. Mm -hmm. And so the conversation just kind of went left. And I was like, where is all this animosity coming from with the whole, like, you're not in my league and like, I just don't understand where that was coming from when it really could have just been like, nobody even really had to say sorry if they didn't mean it. But I think they could at least come to some sort of like common ground or understanding that their intentions weren't to hurt the other person's feelings, but just try to explore a connection with someone else. I don't think there's any harm in saying that. Yeah, because remember, Jesse, the show put Kells and Francesca on the official date. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even them necessarily hardcore pursuing it. So, right. I mean, I totally thought, well, I was actually hoping it would go like David and Sharon's conversation conversation went, but I know these guys both have huge egos. That's one of the reasons that I can't stand Harry to this point. Like mm-hmm. his ego is so big, but so is Kells. But I'm team Kells right now because I'm also on the money team and he's the accountant. So I'm like, go Kells. <laughs> but I was really hoping that it would end up the way the other two guys ended up because I love their friendship. And like, I want to see everybody get along and grow from this, but to continue to go at each other with egos is like, it's just frustrating, but I, I mean, at the same time, what could I expect? Because that is how these guys have been so far. Mm-hmm. It seems like, a, well, maybe the show knew that that was how these guys were being so far because we got a dudes only workshop, of course, with Deva, our heart warrior guru. I've never heard of anything like this before, but it looked fun. We got, <laughs> we, uh, we're awakening the male heart. So we put mud all over each other. We screamed at the ocean. We got blank canvases to paint whatever is holding us back. And then we got sticks, which this part looked really unsafe. I thought someone was going to get stabbed with a stick because they all ran at their, you know, picture of things holding the back and like destroyed it. And then we all got a lot of bro hugs. I'm making fun of it. But at the end of the day, for a lot of, a lot of people, or let's just talk about these guys that have these big egos, like Jesse was saying. Um, I think something like this could be therapeutic and it seemed to open up some stuff. It seemed to touch some people, especially uh, folks like Sharon and David, who seem to be some of the more open guys to doing this. Matt kind of goes without saying he showed up dressed like Deva did already. So (laughs) I mean, he's probably done this warrior (laughs) stuff before. Um, Tori, what'd you think of uh, how the whole workshop played out for him? I think it was a really nice workshop and it was the proper time because like we had just got off that conversation with Kells and Harry. So I was, I was glad that they actually got paired up because that immediately will in 
from the viewer's perspective, kind of like hashed out that underlying animosity from that conversation. But I think it was also just really good for all of them. I think Deva said in the beginning, like they don't really have that wall, that like instinct wall because all the women were gone. Mm. So it was just nice for them to see them be vulnerable. And I also appreciated how everyone, after like they got past the initial like instruction and stuff, were really willing to participate in the in the activity, I guess it'd be called an activity. So it was nice to see everybody commit and try to open up and be vulnerable with each other because yeah. I was kind of nervous that it would be like one or two people that kind of like, I'm not going to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not opening up. I don't even like you guys. Honestly, if it was like a women's workshop, that probably would have been the Haley of the group. Mm-hmm. But it was just really nice to see that because I think this experience, which goes back to the whole Haley thing, is just kind of like, it's not only about the romantic connection. Like, it's about opening up and becoming a better you. And so I like these workshops that aren't necessarily geared towards partners or yeah. like, you know, building a connection between them, but also just kind of like building an interconnection with yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, do you think it needed to be this guys only kind of workshop? Because with the girls not there, we don't get the posturing and stuff like that. And all these guys know each other so they can be a little bit more, you know, friends. 100%. And I think that the girls are going to get their own soon. Um, but yeah, the guys, especially this episode, like Tori was saying, I mean, they paired Kells and Harry, they needed it and it was really good for them. And I think that I was kind of jealous. I was like, this is kind of fun. This is cool. And at first they were all kind of like, what is happening? And then towards the end, they all really opened up and I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. And if you get nothing out of this besides just like bettering yourself, like if you don't get a relationship out of this, I think that this workshop did at least a little bit better all of them. So I was like, I think the guys definitely needed it without the female like females there because that just creates something different you know yeah. um yeah that was I good that was, that was really good that is cool it's something that everybody can yeah. do in quarantine we can all draw stuff <laughs> on the bit we can scream yeah. and then um it's kind of like a reverse Perfect. vision board jesse just make sure that your clock uh, has 12 at the top oh right gosh. yeah exactly <laughs> you know at first i was like making fun of this i'm like who the hell is this guy and like who comes up with this stuff? But at the end, when they started writing like um, their stuff on their canvases yeah. and showing each other, I was like, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And I think it showed a different side of each person. And not only did it like help them themselves understand themselves better, but each other, um, they yeah. like grew the, the bond between them all grew. But also like as a viewer, like I'm starting to understand the guys more and I'm starting to like them all more too. And I'm rooting for all of them at this point. Um, so I really liked it. And I, honestly, like I keep going back to maps, Married at First Sight, mm. but like, why doesn't Married at First Sight do stuff like this? Like this was really useful. I feel like the guys got something out of this. I mm-hmm. feel like it's going to help them going forward in the relationships they're building. And so I was just like, where did Netflix find this guy? Why did they think this was going to work? How did they know this was going to work? Um, so I was all about it. Yeah, yes. 100%. 100%. I wish Married at First Sight and they did more things like this as well. Um, but we come out of it. They play in the ocean. They got all the mud off, which is really fun, by the way. Nice, like, mud. They, like, exfoliate all that's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. So they get all that done. All the girls get googly over them and all that other kind of stuff. Um, Sharon and Rhonda talk more privately about his growth just in general, which has been really, really good. It seems mm-hmm. like he's opening up. So I think we're all on Sharon's team in general. And then finally, at the end of the episode, we get the kind of finality of Francesca and Harry coming together. And Francesca 
really having to kind of open up and say how she feels about him, which to me, Tori, seems like something that this woman has never, ever done in her life. Yeah, you can kind of tell that it was super uncomfortable for the both of them because the amount of like, like, um, yeah, that was mm-hmm. um, these are not full sentences. Like you can just tell they were super right. uncomfortable with the conversation that they were having, but I was still proud of them for it trying to have it, especially when everybody's behind you watching and trying to see how it's gonna right. come out. Like that's adding sure. a whole nother layer of pressure and then the cameras that are around. So I can only under- imagine how uncomfortable that was. But I think it needed to be had. Like, I didn't want to watch a full season with them being mad at each other. Like, I really, I didn't want to just see them try to avoid each other in the house. I just couldn't see that playing out. So it was nice yeah. for them to share their feelings. We kind of got a little cliffhanger. So we don't really know mm-hmm. how it's going to, like, end up or what conclusion they're going to come to. But I think that this conversation was really good for the both of them, just laying it out on the line, how they felt up to this point, like, the mistakes that they've made, how they felt how they feel about each other. Like, I think that was nice for them to get out on the line. And that's pretty much the whole idea of this show is to actually talk about your feelings and say things and not just lead with your kissing. But it was Wait, nice to see. What? What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> talk about feelings. Episode, are you rooting for this couple to move forward together? Um, I think I am. I think so. It kind of seems like neither of them are interested in anyone else. Francesca tried and it didn't really work mm-hmm. out. And like she said, she can't seem to get Harry out of her mind. We all know Harry can because he keeps talking about it. So I'm rooting for them to yeah. at least give it a try. I don't know what the mm-hmm. outcome will be. And my, maybe in other things, they'll realize that they might not be good for each other. But I'm, I want them to actually commit to it and yeah. actually like give it a fair chance. I feel like when they first started talking, it was so physical and they were obviously the first ones to break the rules that they sure. never really gave each other like a chance to try to build a connection. So I'm rooting for them to put in some type of effort. I like that. Jesse, what about you? Um, I haven't been a fan of either Harry or Francesca this whole time, but I actually, and I, I even said, I think last episode, I was like, they are perfect for each other. Cause they both don't have like, they just, you know, they're, they're just the same kind of person, but I actually feel like Francesca is opening up and she's letting her like walls down and her, she's not putting up a guard so much anymore. And so her feelings are coming forward. So I'm all about that. And Harry is actually too, like, he's recognizing what he does usually, and he's trying to change. So I am rooting for them a hundred percent. And I'm like fangirling about them right now. So they better <laughs> make it. So I'm all for it. Kelsey, round us out. What do you think about these two? I was kind of shook by Francesca. I, I have not been like Jesse. I've not been a huge fan of like both of them or hers really in particularly since the beginning. Cause I'm like, why are you here? If you're not even going to try. And I was really proud of her. I was like, you go girl. And I was proud of them both. I think that, I mean, Harry was saying what he felt and they were both were kind of talking about things that they've never talked about before and saying things that like hold them back. And I was like, I'm so proud. So I'm curious to see how it pans out. I'm also rooting for them because I feel like they're not here for anyone else, you know? So mm. I was proud of them. It was a good little moment. I was surprised um, the watch didn't go off, to be honest. <laughs> they're not here for anybody else until the rest of the grenades come. True. So I'm True. excited for that. True. Okay, guys, that about does it for episode five. Let's real quick, we're going to do some housekeeping stuff. So mm-hmm. as we know, our crew is down to $75,000. Said a different way, they've already lost a quarter of their money. That's a lot. We'll see how the rest of it goes. As for us, okay, Kelsey has lost Chloe because she has now broken the rules. 
but she has David and Kels. Tori, you have Matt and Kels. Jesse and I are still 100%. Jesse has David, Nicole, and Kels. I have Matt, Nicole, and Kels. I think they're, I think we're pretty safe with the rest of the people. And of yeah, course, I mean, the only people right. who haven't kissed are, or done anything are Matt, David, Kels, and Nicole. So we're running out of people. Let's go around. Producer Bree, can we have some prediction chimes? And now, your After Buzz TV. After Buzz predictions. Okay, let's go around. We'll start with Kelsey. Let's get some predictions for episode six. What do you think? I think we're going to get grenades in this episode because how can we not? We're almost done with this and we've seen nothing else. I'm like, grenades? I think that the women are going to get their own workshop. Um, I think that Harry is going to say, okay, let's try this to Francesca and they're going to get to go on a date that Lana's going to plan. And I think that they even might get a little green light. That's what I think. Tori? Um, My predictions are kind of the same. I definitely think we're going to get grenades, which I'm not that excited about. I just hate when they throw in people like towards the tail end of the season. It's just kind of like, we know everyone now because y'all just know. (laughs) Um, But I definitely think we're going to get grenades. I think um, Harry and Francesca might get a green light and a private suite in the next episode um, Mm. because somebody else has to get in. They're the only ones with the connection. So there's that. I think that they'll have a women's um, workshop and maybe Haley might open up a little bit more in that workshop and maybe start to like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a prediction or if that's just a hope. Like I hope that she starts to enjoy this process in some mm-hmm. sort of way, but I honestly don't know if that's going to happen. I like it. Jesse. I agree with all the predictions. So just going forward beyond that, I think that if Harry and Francesca get a fantasy suite or whatever they call it, a suite, <laughs> I think they will break the rules and they will lose more money, but everything else I agree with totally. Let me, uh, well, I, I just agree with you guys. Everybody said what I was going to say. Let's go back around the opposite. One quick last prediction. Don't think about it too hard. Again, like we said, we just finished episode five and there are eight episodes. We're more than halfway done. Our crew is down to 75,000. At this point right now, Jesse, what number do you think they end up with at the end of this? Mm, 20,000. 20,000. Tori? Uh, this is at the end of this episode or the end of the series? End of the season. Let's do end of the season right now. Uh, yeah, I go with, with between 20 and 25,000. 20, 25. Okay. Kelsey, I'm going to give them a little more help. I'm going to say 40. You're going to say 40. I feel like the show is setting us up for this weird slow burn. (laughs) I'm just going to go 50,000. I think they just lose half for some reason. And we'll keep up with this prediction and see where we get to the end. Guys, we are not done for today. Oh, no, 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 no. We have to watch a lot more debauchery. So Stick around here. We are going to be doing episode six at 7 p.m. PST. That's episode six at 7 p.m. PST. And then we're going to be doing episode seven at nine o'clock PST. So we're going to be right back here doing those two episodes. And then, of course, the big finale, episode eight, we're going to be doing tomorrow, which is Monday, April 20th at 3 p.m. PST. So lots more content. But hey, guys, doing this entire quarantine AfterBuzz has got content for you. We got you guys covered across all the different shows that you're watching right now. Jesse just did the entire season of Tiger King, so go and check that out. Go ahead and subscribe to all the AfterBuzz channels. Give us big thumbs up, and if you're listening to us, five-star reviews. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us in the chat, giving us comments. We love interacting with you guys, our extended panel. Until 7 o'clock tonight, PSC, Kelsey, where can they find you? Kelsey Meyer 2 on everything, all social media. 
Oh, Elsa Meyer one is the worst. Tori, <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram at Toxic Model or on Twitter at Tori with two E's. And then I also have a couple of shows with After Buzz. So you can check me out and you know see what I have to say. What about shows are you doing? Motherland Fort Salem is Thursdays at 8 p.m. I also did Sunderland Till I Die with Kelsey. Ooh. And I also did um, A Letter for the King, which is another Netflix show. Ooh, fantastic. So if you're binging, go and watch the ladies talk about it. Jesse? Uh, you guys can find me all over social media at athletic. Thanks everybody for the joining us in the live chat. Um, I think something was wrong, so I'm sorry. I didn't get back to you guys. I know we had Amy Wee back in the chat today too. So thank you so much. And hopefully at 7 PM, we'll be back with the live chat. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. We love reading it. My name is Mike dealing. You can find me everywhere at Mike dealing. We will see you later today. Take care. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.